Right. It's on. We're live, Rob. We are. As live as we can be. <laughs> <laughs> Not feeling too alive. Been a week. <laughs> tired. It's tired. Do you know what? It's tiring at the moment. It is tiring in schools anyway. But it, normally this time of year is quite tiring because people get stressed out because of Christmas, don't they? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and the whole money thing and yeah. family and things like that. I think this year it's going to be even worse because not only are people stressed out because it's Christmas and they don't have much money, uh, they're going to have even less money than usual and they're not going to be able to see their friends. So no. we, we sort of, after school today, we met up in a in the ICT suite and socially distanced and a cup of tea and a bar of chocolate. And people were like, well, what are you doing this weekend? And what can you do? Well, what can you, and the weather's rubbish. Um, yeah. So, yeah, what can you do? Yeah. Just, anyway, yeah. we're not to talk about this because that's you know that's not our thing. No, we want we want to transport people away from the well, the worries of life. And Back to the good old days. <laughs> to the good old days of the eighties. Eighties, mateys, always doing stuff. Eighties, mateys, love a bit of rough. <laughs> yeah, quality, quality. Yeah. Right, so <clears throat> episode 14, so we're February 1981, yes. so we're starting to uh, progress not only through the 80s but for our own lives, and last week we couldn't find a horror film to watch, so we decided we would watch the documentary, well, it's not a documentary is it, sorry, um, this action film called Raw, which frankly just blew my mind. <laughs> it did, didn't it? Well, I, I can't understand how on earth it was ever made, or how no. anyone agreed to it. I, I don't know. I don't know. Should we explain to the listeners in case they don't know it? Well, well please do, Rob. Please explain. Okay. Well, Raw is a, a film that was released in January 1981, and it was directed by Noel Marshall, who um, decided it would be a good idea to uh, make a film about a guy. Uh, living in um, Africa with loads of wild cats living in his, in and around his house. Um, and when they made the film, they actually used, um, they, they had cats that they were rescue cats that they kind of just had living with them for so many years before they started filming. And then they, they impl- used these cats, these big tigers and lions in the making of this film. None of them were trained. There were no, um, there was no safety whatsoever. And there were loads of loads of um, injuries uh, with the cast and the crew. Um, and but anyway, the, the film really there's not much of a plot, is there? But it's basically uh, this this guy he he owns this ranch or house or whatever in in Africa, and he has all these wild cats living there, which in real land aren't trained at all. Um, and his family are coming over, his, his wife, who he's having marital problems with, and then his, uh, his daughter and sons, this, that, and the other. Um, but they land, and um, then they, they get a bus to go to wherever he lives, and he's gone off on a boat to pick them up um, at the wrong time or whatever. I don't, can't remember because it's really rubbish. But... Um, Anyway, they go to this house, and, and it's basically just these cats are chasing these people around this house and around this land, <laughs> but people are getting injured, severely injured. You know, people getting uh, the actors, um, one of them being uh, the most famous, being Melanie Griffith, 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 Griffith 
British. Sorry, Rob, can I just stop you? Yeah, weren't they, aren't they? Um, so basically, he employed his daughter, didn't he? Was Melanie Griffith's daughter? Stepdaughter, yes. Yeah. And then he, the, it was the other one is from, oh, God, what film? The Birds. Yeah. So Mark, it's his wife, and that's his wife, isn't it? Yes, Tippy Hedron is his wife. Um, Melanie it. Griffith is um, Tippy Hedron's uh, daughter from previous marriage, I believe. And um, the, the the two sons are actually um, Marshall's sons, um, Noel Marshall's sons, uh, John and Jerry Marshall. And um, he put them at risk, basically, didn't he, to film? Uh, yeah, he, he he did, and he acted he acted in it, didn't he, and, and directed it. Um, but I say acted. <laughs> yeah, made no money, absolutely no money at all. Nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted to release it. No, it's the most um, most expensive film uh, home video ever made, wasn't it? Seventeen million pound. Um, it it worked out. It cost or seventeen million dollars. Sorry. And I think in the box office after its re-release, um, it it took in around about two million dollars. Um, but it's got a bit of a cult following, due really because of the background of the the film and the fact they used these wild cats or these these rescue cats that were not um, not trained in any way. There was no safety. Um, but there was no trainers. There was no trainers actually on the set, were there? There were like two blokes. Which were which were the the ones that the they were the poachers and basically went out to shoot the cats in the end. Yeah, uh, those two I think had a bit of training with big cats, but other yeah. than that, nobody had ever worked with them before, had they? No, and, and if if you ever watch the if people ever go and watch the film, I'd say what watch the film, but then watch um, there's a brilliant documentary and it's called Raw, the uh, most dangerous film ever made, and it goes into um, a lot of the injuries that the cast and crew had. And when you watch then the film back in retrospect, you can see parts where these things happened and, and they cut or um, it may appear in different sort of, um, because of editing in different ways, but um, but it, it's well, basically it's like, in the film. But it's like Tippi Hedren, who was his wife and his wife yeah. in the film in real life, she broke her leg on set, didn't she? she broke her with an elephant. Yeah. An elephant. An elephant break, basically broke her leg, yeah. uh, picked her up and crushed it. And you can see that. You can see it actually happen in the film. And yeah. they kept it in. They kept it in, but they reversed it, didn't they? Because it was as she was being dropped down, uh, her leg twisted and broke. And her ankle, yeah. I think, broke uh, quite dramatically. Um, but in the film, what they did was reverse that. So it looks like she's actually going up on top. So they, they basically rewound it. Um, um, so, yeah, Melanie but, uh, she had to have reconstructed surgery on her face, didn't she? Yeah, she had a, a very bad um, gash. And actually, there's a few bits in the film later on where you can see um, some signs of that as well. Because the actual filming took place over about four or five years. It wasn't a quick film to film. And then there was a, a six, seven-year period before that, whilst I was building the, the sets up in Africa or wherever it was. And, and um, why they were getting accustomed to to these lions and that, because there's a, a couple of lions that they were actually living with properly um, and grown quite attached to. Um, and originally, they died in they, Rob? California. Did one of them die? Yeah, Robbie. Robbie the Robbie the main character. Uh, sadly, there was a. I think I believe there was a flood 
or a bad storm. Um, and they were, I think, 80% through making the film, and there was a bad storm, and the local dam um, broke, and so the area flooded. And so they, they, they managed to get the um, tigers and lions out, but some of them run away, uh, run off into the village, and then um, Robbie was one of them. Who's one of the main that that was the main um, lion, one of the ones that'd been living with them in California, and, and that one of the rescue lions, and he got shot by one of the rangers um, on that night. Uh, so the, quite quite sad, really, because um, I think he was quite a uh, if there's such a thing, but a pleasant lion. He, he seemed to be quite a a big cat. I don't think he, I think Robbie was one of the ones that actually didn't injure anybody um, at all. But um, there was, but as, there was a... but as you're watching it, there's big cats fighting each other. These cats are, are running wild around this house. Um, <laughs> when there's the, the scene that got me was when they were in the boat and the tigers started attacking them. And actually you can see that the, 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 the injuries to the people were real. They were real cuts and grazes and scratches yep. from, the, from the tigers. And you, I think the um, the the injury to Noel uh, Marshall, the the director and the main supposed main character, um, he had a wound in his hand, didn't he, from a bite where he actually got bitten by one of them, yeah. and, and the tooth went right through, and and it ended up going septic, and he had to go to hospital with it, and. Um, uh, but he quickly come back uh, before he asked the ambulance to come back to make sure that the the there could be shots of him still with this this bite um, in his hand. But then he obviously got bitten on the leg um, as well, which was could have been fatal. Um, it, he nearly lost his life, and they were actually planning on am, amputa- amputating his leg in hospital. And that was the night when the storm happened, and and the um, he discharged himself from hospital because um, he wanted to save the animals, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yes, he did. And um, you know, I mean, uh, the the director of photogra- photography um, is Yann uh, de Bon, um, who went on to have a really good career. Actually, he directed Speed and uh, Twister, and he also did the cinema photography for Die Hard. Um, Basic Instinct and quite a few other films, but he was laying under a tarpaulin, um, just filming these cats and or big tigers and lions, and he was hidden under this tarpaulin. But um, obviously, they after a while they get they get interested, don't they? They get uh, intrigued about things, and they could see. Obviously, he was moving and breathing, and one of them not meaning to cause him any harm, but went to just claw at this tarpaulin to, to see what was under there and, and got it at the top of his head and actually scalped him. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. a big, big flap of skin hanging off his head that he had to go and he had to be rushed into hospital and have his, his, um, have his head basically his, uh, his skin stitched back on. So it was just a big flap there, a uh, massive, massive gash. Um, but he was back within three or four weeks. He was back again filming, um, Crazy, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those films, isn't it? it? Actually, I'm really glad I watched it now, um, because I had heard about it, but never, never, you know, sat down and watched it. But it's, it's just, it really is. You sit and you watch it, and you think, oh my god, how on earth did this was this ever allowed to be made? Not just because of the danger to the the people, but actually, it's cruel to the animals. Yeah, 
Yeah, I felt that. And and also, I think there was that problem. I mean, uh, the, the studio system back then was in such chaos, I believe, that there, there were films made that would never be made or greenlit now. And um, I know Noel Marshall sort of self um, financed a lot of it because he had been an executive producer on The Exorcist. Um, so the money that he earned from that really financed Raw. And, um, but it would never be greenlit. Uh, but Didn't he yeah, sell his house as well, though? He sold his yeah, house and basically yeah. left for nothing. Well, they, they had to because it ran on for so long. And because of the damage as well to the set when the, the flood happened and they still hadn't completed filming, uh, they, they did. They really they, they sold their house and uh, it Wasn't caused a lot of stress. Pardon? Wasn't there a fire as well and they had to build yeah. bits of it back? Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was. Um, and in the end, I think they took... I think the editor had a fair bit of um, criticism from some of the um, critics who said the editing's a bit iffy. But by all accounts, there were probably more footage of film stock than any other film um, in recent history. And he said it was an absolute mess and he had to try and make some form of sense of it and splice all this stuff together and and make a film out of it, make a feature film out of it. And actually, you know, I think he went on and done, done okay as well. So it obviously didn't dam- damage his career too much. But, um, but yeah, very... Very odd how that ever got, uh, and even the studios when they did go to release it, they 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 had lots of efforts to try and market it because I didn't know whether to. I think originally they marketed it as a uh, a comedy, then they marketed it as a horror and a thriller, and then they and they kept changing the poster over and over. Um, they couldn't really decide, and in, in the end they, they stuck with comedy. Well, oh, it's, it's not really a comedy, is it? Well, I don't, but. Well, there is some fun. What was his, what's his name? Marshall, the, the main bloke, is, is quite funny. That, like, he didn't seem to be scared by anything. He didn't care. He didn't care. No, and the, 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 there's a scene in the house when... Um, oh, it'll come to me in a minute. One of the other actors is with him. Um in the in the house, I can't think of the the Is name it the now. The black guy with the um, who's who's like his guide. Yeah, that's it. His guide's with him, isn't he? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And um, I believe I think they said it, that it had gone to about twenty five, thirty takes, and originally the cats were all calm and it was all going excellently, but Marshall just had to push it and push it and push it, and then obviously these animals we're getting agitated and I was starting to fight each other. And then one went and bit Marshall on the leg and, and tore at his, his leg. And obviously, you know, caused big problems. He got his art, archery and everything. And this is where he, 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 he they were going to amputate his leg and, but he discharged himself, but they've just, he pushed it to the limit. He seemed to push, push it to the limit and it didn't bother him. I mean, there's, there's the scene with his hand where you can see it keep opening up and bleeding yeah, you know that's a real injury. He went to hospital for that. It's a proper proper tooth went into his hand, and he didn't he didn't care, he didn't care. And you see these cats jumping up at him and sort of biting around the face, and you think how how nobody died. I really don't know. I really don't know. Mad, mad. Well worth a watch. Ah, yeah. 
just to, <laughs> just to see something that hopefully or could never happen again. No, yeah. I mean as a as an entertaining film, it's not. It's more the background of it. I mean, if you if you were to watch it as a film, um, for a storyline, not really one is there, no, and the no. acting's not great. Um, I think the actors really. You look at Melanie Griffith and uh, all the all the actors. I think most of them, other than Marshall, the main guy, I think they're they're they are genuinely in fear throughout the yeah, whole yeah. process. They're genuinely yeah, yeah. in fear. Um, so I think they just wanted to get in and get out, and they're literally doing it as a favour to their dad, stepdad, and um, friends. Just crazy, crazy, crazy. All right. That's um, that's that was raw. Well worth a watch. You can find it on YouTube. A good co- good co- copy as well. Good quality. Mm. Uh, so if you want to head on over there, have a little look. Right, we need to choose our next one, Rob. Yeah. Um, which is February two, nineteen eighty one. Yeah. And there's not a lot there, is there? It's really bad. <laughs> yeah. And do you know what? I even looked. I looked. So you've got subway riders. I didn't actually look at that find out what it was but it's like thriller suspense that could be a possibility i suppose there's this thing called spetters which again i googled and it's paul is it paul verhoven oh yeah you know he's quite um controversial director in there i think it's one of his earlier films he he was the one that did um basic instinct and um then when girls yeah that's it yeah 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 so that's like one of his early films, if not one of his like first ever, possibly. Um, then you got the Sphinx, um, hmm. Eyewitness, and Sunday Lovers. There's nothing. There's no horror film there at all. No. Uh, and then you got oh, actually, you got Charlie Chan oh, as a comedy, and the Curse of the Something Dragon. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so it's not easy to find a film, whereas you go to March, March has got loads. No, that yeah. has loads. Yeah. February is ov- obviously a, a down point in uh, yeah. the cinema. So do we go for... Do we go for Spetters, which is one of Paul Verhoeven's first films, mm-hmm. um, if we can find it? Or do we... There's. I had a quick look actually at Sphinx and I looked at the um, trailer yeah. on YouTube and in the comments and loads of people in the comments were saying what a great film it was. Okay. It's actually, uh, it did quite good numbers uh, in uh, in comparison to everything else at the box office. Um, 11, just under 11 and a half million. Right. So... It's um yeah, it's certainly Sphinx. Sphinx. Uh, you can watch it um, on YouTube movies. Um, Leslie Ann Down, Frank John Gilgood. Uh, so there's people in it, but but it's just that the um when I looked at the trailer, oh, it looked okay anyway, but. Loads of people are saying about how it's it's one of those films that didn't get a lot of love and still doesn't get a lot of love, but it, I don't know why it hasn't. People should have remade it, and yeah. Um, so okay, yeah, I mean, it 
Yeah, I had a. Um, oh, actually, um, it didn't do too well at the box office. In I don't know what I'm looking at there. I was looking at the wrong line, I think. But had a it had a budget. It had a decent budget of fourteen million dollars, but it only seemed to do two million at the box. So it made a made a bit of a loss. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, the reviews are. Uh, you can get it on Prime Video, can you? Yeah, I think we go. Years and over, so it's you know. I think we go over. with that. Sorry, do we go with that and just see? I think, like? yeah. I think we probably go with that and yeah. give that because we're sort of stuck with not many to choose from. And this no, is 15, it's going to have elements of you know, especially back then. Yeah, elements horror um so yeah i think we oh, stop i yeah i think we go with it yeah yeah so thinks 1981 yeah like it like it right like next month i'm looking forward to because there's blooming loads of them loads of horror films oh, we, could we could do a whole podcast just on films <laughs> yeah <laughs> and actually the looks the the remaining months look really good for horror yeah, they do. Plenty of good yeah. ones. I think we're going to be okay. I think we're going to be okay the rest of the year, but yeah. just we're just going to have to work hard on this one. <laughs> it's going to be a bit of a bit of a, a bit of a effort, I think, that one to get through that. Yeah, be interesting. Yeah, well, good. Let's uh, let's get to moving on the uh, smash hits. Which one have you gone for? Well, I've not really gone for any at the moment. Um, oh. So, no. <laughs> so, well, let's have a look. What choice have we got uh, for February? We got two, basically, haven't we? Um, <laughs> Which smash hits are you gonna choose for us? Love it, love it. Um, okay, should we go with um, issue fifty-seven, fifth February to the eighteenth of February? Yes, the one. Yeah, yeah. Picture of lovely Suggs on the front. Yeah, lovely Suggs. Good old Still Suggs. Pulling, Stranglers, Adam and the Ants, Debbie Hanning and Color, Madness. Looks like a good issue. Yeah, may not it's be. in the background. Yeah, good old Wurlitzer jukebox. Yeah. Actually, did that? Did old what's her name get hold of you from the Isle of Wight? No, she hasn't yet. Sue, Sue, Hello. uh, and a Mars bar. Was it Mar- Was it Mars or did she like Snickers? Uh, Mars bar parties, Mars bar parties, wasn't it? So, yeah. <laughs> actually, talking about because I normally ask you about uh, listen and listeners and how many people have listened. How's it going? Uh, we've had 19 on the last one so far. Well, it's got it's, so it's. I thought with lockdown it would have gone up. Yeah, no. people had nothing to do, <laughs> no. and they could uh, listen to our podcast, but they're not. No, they come. come I don't know why we sod them for our own benefit. <laughs> sod them, right? <laughs> sod you, listeners. <laughs> sod you, listeners. If you are listening, can you find some other people to listen to, please? Yeah, can you tell them this is brilliant? 
Yeah. You know it yeah. is. Saying it is. We've just spent 20 minutes talking about some cack film. <laughs> <laughs> cack. Right. Smash it. Uh, so first we, we got, uh, you can see the quality of this one's going to be because it starts off with the lyrics to Vienna by Ultravox. Tune. Which oh, is Vienna. It's just such a legendary tune, isn't it? Amazing. Uh, it is amazing. Have you heard the mid-year um, orchestrated version in, no. with a big orchestra in the background? No. Excellent. Yeah, really good. Really good. It still um, hasn't changed it too much. It's still got the good elements of the, the original, but it's just got this extra kind of... It just gives it a whole new dimension. Um, I'm not saying it's better than the original. I'm not, definitely not. But it's it certainly gives the, the the actual you can hear the quality of the songwriting. I think uh, all the different elements in there. It's really good, really good. Do you know what it's about, Vienna? Is it actually about the place Vienna, or is it a name of somebody? Or I don't know. Do you know what? I, I hopefully will be able to tell you at some point because at the moment on my Kindle, I am actually reading the um, Midura um, autobiography. Are you? But I'm in the early early years, and I, it wasn't something that I would normally pick up and think, "Yeah, I want to read that." But it was on there uh, as one of these Kindle free things, and I thought, ah, "Let's have a." And, and actually, um, it started off really good. It's quite interesting. There's a lot so far uh, in his lead up to being in um, Ultra Fox and that that I didn't know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. It's good. So good what's happened so far? What's happened with Vigil? How did he? So have you got to Ultravox yet, or is he not uh, in Ultravox yet? Uh, no, he's just. I, I believe that's literally coming up. Um, oh, he's been in. I can't let remember the name of the band, but he's had a number one single with um, his first band. But he doesn't like the single. He doesn't see it as his own single because he's literally gone in, even though he's in a band. They've gone in and they've been. In the 1970s, early, late 1970s, there were this production team that were a bit like Stock Aitken and Waterman in the late yeah. 80s, where they had their session musicians and they basically laid all the tracks down, they wrote the tracks, and then someone would come in, uh, the, the artist would come in and put the, the vocal track on it and then clear off. Well, that's basically what Majeure's first band did. You know, they, they played their own instruments, but they weren't allowed to play on the the record they basically went in and he laid the track down for the vocal and then off they went so even though it got to number one the, the first single did okay and then the second single got to number one and did really well and he said it did help lift my career off and it got him onto top of the pops and all that but he doesn't see it as his song because it was literally just a, gone in he didn't play any instruments or anything like that um but his background is it, they used to live in these um in scotland grew up in Scotland in a very, very uh, poor um, working class area. And I literally had no money, you know, that to, to save to get his first guitar. Um, his mum and dad had to really scrimp and save and work their fingers to the bone to get him his first guitar. And it's, uh, you know, and it was the cheapest of cheap guitars that, that there could possibly be. And, and so he's certainly one of these people who have just worked his way um, because of, been in poverty and all that but yeah good 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 so far interesting book 
Oh, I've just fallen asleep then. Yeah, I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's falling down. We've got a nice... Uh, I don't know who those are. Oh, uh, that must be Ultravox, is it? Ultravox, yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. Is that Midju on the right? Yeah. With his moustache? Yeah, looks a bit... Yeah. A bit dodgy, doesn't he? Easy. Yeah, a little bit. Then mm. uh, we got an article on uh, madness, who of course still going strong. Yeah, there they are. Live, easy. good band. Yeah, excellent. Quite a few pages of madness. There's a lot of pages of madness, all with funny, um, funny uh, photos of them doing different things. Yeah. Um, crazy. <laughs> I don't know what that last one is, what he's doing down there. No, no. I did wonder. It's like he's crouched down behind him, reaching for his bum or something. Yeah. Sure. Let's, yeah. Have a, let's have a bit of your ass. Well, <laughs> let me feel it up. An advert for an album called Dance Craze. Which mm. I saw Andy Scapper to teach he would love because it's the best of British scar. Yeah. Right. So it'd be all over that. And it's got a free poster. Yeah. Only £3.49 as well, bargain. HMV. Yeah. HMV. This is a tune. The next yeah. lyric on the next page. Yeah. Absolute tune. And do you know what? My memory of this, Romeo and Juliet, is when the, the Killers did a cover version of it. Right. A couple of years back at the festival, yeah. uh, we were all in the field and it was all lovely and sunny. It's me and Bernie and oh, yeah, what loved it. Cool. I loved it's, it's a really quality song that is Romeo and Juliet by uh, by Dire Straits. Yeah, really good, really good. Yeah. And uh, an advert just below it for Duran Duran Planet Earth single. And that is a tune as well, isn't it? Our first single. That is a tune. Well, imagine having that as your first single. What? What, <laughs> what a was debut. It, I know. Was it a hit first time round or did they re release it? I don't know. I don't I don't know. I, I think it was. I think they were pretty much um I think because I had the clout of VMI behind them, I think um it it got got good radio play, I think, from the off. Right. Probably wrong. I wonder what the B side was like. Late bar. Late bar. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can find it, Rob. Because that's the sort of thing I like to try and find. Late bar. Yeah. Okay, you ready? Yeah, go on then. Bad little B side there. Oh, it's got that definite right. Duran Duran sound. I love Duran Duran. I've seen. Have you seen them live, Rob? Uh, uh yes, I have. Yes, uh, uh, 
um, the Bournemouth at, at Bic, at the Bic, um, back yeah, when they did the Astronaut tour, um, their comeback astronaut album. Oh, uh, what's, that, what's that like? Because I've not really listened to their new albums, but they've had good reviews and stuff. But yeah, I really liked Astronaut. The only one I did, the only album that took me some good tracks on it, but the only one that I'm not 100% with is um, Red Carpet Massacre, uh, which he produced with Tim Bland and, or they produced Tim Bland and Justin Timberlake or whatever. I don't know, I can't remember. Right. Not brilliant. The one they did after that, or a couple of, uh, one I did after that was excellent, which was um, the one they did with, uh, the one I spoke to you about the other other week. Um God, I can't remember what it's called now. It's terrible, yeah. isn't it? I know what So, uh, All You Need Is Now, uh, 2010. Uh, really good album. And it's it's a real wink back to their original um, kind of sound. Paper Gods is a really good album, the last one from yeah, 2015. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like, do you believe in love? Oh, from... Um, in shame. Yeah. That's that all she wants is, is that that album. Yeah, all she wants is big thing in 1988. Yeah. That's a brilliant album, I reckon. Cracking album. That was a cracking album. That makes you want to. That makes you want to listen to it. Yeah, you're you're right. That is an excellent album. Um, yeah, they've done some really good stuff actually. They they yeah. they always sound even now they still sound good they still sound fresh they they unmistakable sound but they've added they they can reinvent themselves really well good i like them a lot good old yeah. Duran Duran. and they've kept together yeah they have yeah yeah and the lyrics are excellent i think simon Le Bon um yeah. writes the lyrics and they're, they're they're so um they're just genius they are just really clever clever lyrics all the time yeah right carrying on this yeah. jockey, the psychiatrist report, a bit boring, that really. Don't look how Dave Lee Travis, Ella. Dave Lee Travis. <laughs> Get the Dave Lee Travis. And then you got Noel, yeah. of course. I used to love Noel Edmonds on Swap Shop and stuff. Yeah. And then he did, what was that thing with the boxes? Mr. Blobby. Oh, I love Mr. Blobby. No, what was the thing with the boxes? Game show. Oh, I don't know. Did a no deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I never used to watch it. What's that? I never watched it. No, I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> then we got, then we got um, Stray Cats. Again, Stray Cats. I only know one Stray Cat song. Stray Cat Strut, which is an absolute tune. Yeah. Like don't know Rock This Town, do you? Your mate. I don't know Rock This Town, do you? No, no I don't. And then we've got Splodged Nossa Bounds, the album. And they did no two points of lager and a packet of crisps, please. Which I think uh, is one of the worst songs ever. Yeah. Rubbish. Awful, awful song. Yeah. Yeah. Right, it's oh oh my god, look at the all time top ten, Rob. All time top ten by Phil Collins. You're having a laugh, aren't you? The legend. Phil. Oh Oh, right. Are you ready? Oh, Rob, while you go through that, I'm just going to go and take my chicken out of the... <laughs> take your chicken out of the oven, lad. Yeah, I you make, carry on. 
I'll be back. I'll speed through this. Okay, so the all-time top ten by drumming, singing, keyboard legend, songwriter supreme, the amazing, the one and only Phil Collins. Number ten, Tony Hancock. Pieces of Hancock pie. Pieces of Hancock. One of the finest, funniest comedians ever. Oh, he's funny. Okay. Number nine, Ace. How long? Good song. How long has this been going on? With Paul Carrick, lead singer. Brilliant. Uh, number eight, The Miracles, Go Into a Go-Go. Top tune. Number seven, Stephen Bishop, Made. Ah, Stephen Bishop went on to play on some of Phil Collins' uh, albums in latter years and actually played on Face Value, I believe. Uh, number six, Steve Martin, Comedy Is Not Pretty. Number five, The Weather Report, Boogie Woogie Waltz. Uh, number four, The Man Havishnu Orchestra, The Inner Mountain Flame. I'm not sure what that is. Um, number three, The Action, I'll Keep Holding On. Ah, tune. Number two, The Jacksons, Lovely One. And uh, Earth, Wind and Fire at number one, I Am. And um, yeah, good, good top ten. Um, fantastic. Oh, if you can only smell my chicken, Rob, I'll tell you what. Smell it's nice. One of those ones, it's one of those rotisserie ones that um, you just do in the bag. Oh, uh, yeah, they're good. Yeah, so I popped a Marks and Spencer's after school, uh, and there was a reduced one. So it's not thought, just food, it's Marks and Spencer's food. I didn't want, um, I didn't really want a big dinner, so I've had a sandwich. Yeah. I thought, oh, do you know what, I'll cook that up and I'll have that tomorrow. I'll have it in sandwiches for lunchtime, and then I'll have it with chips for dinner tomorrow night. So. Nice. Yeah, smells nice. good. Um, I wonder so. if Marks and Spencer's will uh, sponsor us now. <coughs> yeah, mate. If Marks and Spencer's will uh, sponsor us now, now we've mentioned about their lovely chicken. Any surprises in there, Rob, in the old all time top 10? Um, well, it's Mahavishnu Orchestra, the Inner Mountain Flame. I've ne- I don't know that. I don't know. And the Jackson's lovely one, Phil Collins writes the record that shows them and their great horn section to the best advantage. Now, obviously, Phil loves a good horn section. Because Phil had quite a lot of horns on a lot of his records. Um, so he loves a good horn. Um, so. <laughs> Actually, I, do you know what? There's not many on there that I, I recognise. I recognise um, Ace, How Long, of course. How Long. Yeah, it's a quality Tony song. Tony Hancock, of course, is, is comedy. It's funny how he puts a couple of comedians in there. Yeah. Steve Martin as well. Um, the miracle's going to a go-go. I've I've heard. Yeah. I don't know who Stephen Bishop made is Stephen Bishop. He's um he, he's a big American. Uh, he's a classical guitar um or acoustic guitar. Um, he he actually played um some guitar work on Phil Collins' albums. Um, and played a bit, I think, on Face Value as well. His first album, but. Separate um, lives, separate lives. With something to do with that. Yeah, he wrote separate lives, um, which really? obviously was a hit for Phil Collins and Marilyn Martin. Uh, a couple of years later, I love that song. Yeah, I do. Brilliant song. Brilliant Funny song. Enough, I can't find. Is it called Made? Yeah. yeah. Stephen Bishop Made. It's a marvelous song to get depressed by, yeah. according to Phil. I find yeah, I don't know what it is. Stephen Stephen Bishop made. Um, 
Wait a minute. I hate it when I can't find something. I don't know. It's terrible, isn't it? I don't know what the Mahav Mahavishnu Orchestra is the, in a mountain. Hmm? He's still about. Oh, Stephen Bishop? Yeah. Yes, he is. Yes. Yes, he is. Um, I think that Phil played drums on a couple of his albums and then Stephen Bishop returned a favour and played on um, a couple of Phil's albums as well. So it's a bit like Eric Clapton and Phil Collins used to play on each other this stuff quite a bit and play with each other yeah they play i've looked in okay so basically i've looked for steam bishop made i can't find it so i won't bother listening to that but i i'd really like to listen to the weather report because i've never heard that one before boogie woogie waltz yeah this mahavish new orchestra i'd like to have a little listen to see what that's about yeah the action never heard of them jackson's one i'd like to and the earth wind and fire I like Earth, Wind & Fire, but I don't think I know that song. But anyway, Weather Report is 13 minutes long. Sounds like it could be one of those like those prog, prog rock type songs, I don't know. Yeah, it could be. Like early Genesis, possibly, I don't know. Yeah. A little listen. Bit of drumming there. Yeah. It's warm. Hi. liking this oh, I love it bit of horn I, th I think it's possibly it's instrumental all the way through it makes me want to listen to more of their stuff yeah I like I that think I, I think I am going to like look them up and have a little listen to them Actually, I like that. I like that whole groove, and that was yeah, that was good. Yeah, do you know it did remind me, and you can see where he got the um, inspiration for uh, a tune called "The West Side," which was on Phil Collins' second album, um, "Hello, I Must Be Going," because it's yeah. very much same uh, kind of flavor. Hold on, let me just see if I can uh, if you can hear this. mad yeah good pick up that rob yeah yeah definite definite um inspiration from that yeah, yeah. nice work 
nice work. So what was that? What was that? You were you playing it for your phone or something? Yeah. <laughs> Very professional. You might want to hold it closer to the mic next time. Well, <laughs> right, next one, the Mahish, the Mahih, Mahif, Mahavishnu. Sorry, Mahavishnu. Yeah. So I only had a few pints. Yeah. Uh, this one's an album. Um, and again, this could be quite interesting. Jesus, a bit scary. Drums. Lots of drums. Can't see why you'd like that, do you? <laughs> Only a drummer could love that. Wait a minute, Rob. Huh? Again, it's like that orchestral. It's like that. Pro, it is. It's all. It's called prog rock, and it like progressive yeah. rock. Um, you can see that's like, especially his his early Genesis influence was that was what they did, wasn't it? The early yeah. stuff was prog rock. You know, starting with Peter Gabriel and stuff, and moving on. Yeah. Uh, and it changed quite a lot. It became more commercial, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, you can, you can hear in those tracks as well that it's very very much um, sort of beat led isn't it it's got quite a strong drum yeah. presence in them as well even yeah. in the, the quieter parts the slow parts is that, that sort of a percussion that runs through it that kind of um dictates the whole thing so you can yeah. kind of understand why you would like that being a being a drummer i suppose right three to go oh, it's got quite nice to like listen to these this is a, i really want to listen to a bit more weather report but this is the action i'll keep holding on Yeah, good. That's um, yeah. pretty big on the old mod scene, I think, that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like that. Good, good tune, actually. Yeah. Yeah. A bit of small faces in there. Yeah. You've got some good, good choices. Right, let's have a little listen to this uh, Jackson's lovely one. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. That one seems a bit. I don't know. Yeah, not maybe. Sure. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think there's other Jackson songs I may have chosen. Yeah. But there you go. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Phil's choices. It's Phil's choices. Yeah. I, I love the. I tell you, I must say, I'm going to do a little bit more because I've heard him talk about the weather report a few times, and I love that. I love that. I might have to uh, look into them a little bit more. Yeah, that was and good. Earth with the fire is an album. Okay. Yeah, it's the album with Boogie Wonderland. Ah, uh, and all that lot on it. Well, that's that's. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, Tom Tom eighty four or whatever his, uh, whatever they he called himself. He was a bloke. Um, he arranged the um, the horn section on um, a lot of Phil Collins albums and, and music, and he also arranged the horn section for Earth, Wind, and Fire. So um, that's when he when he did um, Face Value. It's one of the things he wanted to add on to some of them tracks was uh, a horn section. So um, Tom, Tom, 84, sort of come along and added all those bits on there. So a lot of um, similarities there between the... Yeah, yeah good, interesting yeah. top 10. It was an interesting top 10 because obviously you've got quite a bit of knowledge about Phil anyway. And you can see by those songs the influences they had on his own music, so yeah, which is always nice. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, moving on, we've got um, old ranking Roger. Can't say that without a. Your mate from Life of Brian, Willie's Roger. You can see. Release Roger. <laughs> I, did, I did see ranking Roger up at Norfolk Park. He did um one of the uh New Year's Eve do's up there once. And he was he good? Yeah, he was alright, did a bit of scar. Yeah, he was with the beat, the beat uh, the beat and ranking Roger. <laughs> so he's, so he's, he may still be about now, I can't I'm not sure he's 61 he was born, so don't still only be 60, but I love yeah. this bit. Biggest mistake ever made was going on Tiz Was. We all know the Bucket of Water song. Do you remember the Bucket of Water song? Yeah. From Tiz? Do you know how it goes? No, I can't remember it, no. Uh, this is song, the Bucket of Water song. We can't go wrong. We're lonely ever. Th- I think it's that one. Okay, yeah. Well, maybe it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's not. I don't. I'm not sure now. I'm, I'm doubting myself. Here we go. Let's have a listen. There we go. <laughs> oh, simpler times. And if you watch the videos like Chris Tarrant, Bob Carroll G's, 
and they're walking around with buckets of water, throwing them on people and stuff. Excellent. Absolutely <laughs> legendary. Love it. Oh, it's yeah, I got it right. I'm glad with that. Yeah. Right, moving down. And then we've got one of the, the most beautiful women ever, I think. Sheena Easton. Yeah. Take my time. Uh, I don't know that song, but uh, no. she she became more mainstream or more, more popular when she started working with Prince, didn't she? Yeah, she did. Yeah, late 80s, she became um, quite popular and she had quite a few hits and stuff. Yeah. You Got the Look is just a tune, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, that is a great tune. I love that great. song. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. The dream we all dream of. I thought you were about to sing the bucket of water song then again. Yeah. (laughs) Picture of Phil. Nice picture of Phil at the keyboard, yeah. Like he might be straining one out. Yeah, he does does look a little bit, doesn't he? It's like he's uh... Nice. (laughs) Yeah, it does look a little bit. I think he's got like little houses on his jumper or something, isn't he? It's a bit odd, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> odd, odd is a word that I'd use to yeah. <laughs> that's something uh, your mum would have knitted yeah, yeah was... then it's really good it looks like there's a it could be worth a little read of this bit later on Rob or when you got time. yeah it could possibly possibly could be I actually I think I remember um, him saying about some of the clothes he used to put subtle little little things um, when he was performing as a kind of a dig at his ex-wife um at the time when he did face value right at one point he he had a um pot of paint next to his piano when he was performing um in the air tonight uh live on uh top of the pops and that was um a kind of dig because she had had an affair with a with the decorator um <laughs> and um and i believe that the house houses on his um i, I remember him saying something about having Houses on a top at some point as a um, another dig because she obviously they they had a decorator in to decorate their house and uh, she ended up having an uh, an affair with him and um, he ended up having to give her the house uh, for as a divorce settlement as well so it might have been a little dig at his ex wife again possibly <laughs> sure well. Right, Jesus, this is almost like the podcast of Phil Collins at the moment. Isn't it? Yeah, let's move on oh, quick. No, I love any knowledge. There's an article now. There's quite a big article on Phil Collins too, which might be, this is what I was saying if you were listening before, but you obviously weren't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you might want to have a little read of this later. It looks like it's going to be quite an interesting article yeah. to go talk about you know, like Genesis and the breakup of Genesis when Peter Gabriel left and how actually it was exaggerated that it was a bust up and that um, it was a bit it was bad and they fell out and everything else. But actually, if you read this, it's not that way at all. No. He talks about Eric Clapton being his neighbor. And um, so it looks actually like it could be quite a good little read. Yeah. Yeah, definitely could be. Of course, he released on the Facebook even though, page. Even though Genesis were massively uh, popular, um, he still went on and did his solo album, Face Value, uh, which of course had in the air tonight, which is just 
still even now is a massively influential brilliant fresh sounding song yeah doesn't age really that song no and funny enough you go on to the next page you've got in the air tonight lyrics yeah do you know what is what is it about rob in the air tonight is it about depression or something like that um it's it, well in his words it's not really about anything um he he sat sat at his piano um he he had taken time off Genesis. He had told the rest of Genesis he needed time away um, because he wanted to try and fix his marriage. Uh, his wife had moved off somewhere and he wanted to go and, uh, I think Canada or somewhere anyway, he wanted to go off and try and fix his marriage. Um, so they said, yeah, that's fine. He said, if you can't, um, you need to find another singer and, I'll, you know, that'll be it. And they said, no, we'll wait for you. So he went off um, to try and um, uh, to try and get, get back together with his wife. Um, and then within two, three weeks, he realised it's not going to happen. So he come back home. Well, now all of a sudden, the other guys from Genesis obviously got other plans. They've done their own, doing their own thing. So he decided, well, what can I do? So he started tinkling away at the piano. And that's when he wrote Face Value. And um, In the Air Tonight was just a tune he was playing on a piano. And um, he just kind of come out with these lyrics out of his app from nowhere and wrote them down. And so he said it's about nothing in particular, but... It, the undercurrent probably was partially of his anger of um, the split from his, his wife. Oh, that one. Hmm. I'll tell you what, Bob, I'm just thinking here, right? So you, you've obviously got the In The Air Tonight lyrics there. Yeah. And the advert next to it is for the jazz singer. Yeah. Neil Diamond, which just come out of the cinemas. That wasn't on our list, but obviously no. it's a film that's come out from Sunday, February the 15th. Have you ever seen Jazz Singer? Never seen it. It's meant to be amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it is meant to be. Uh, Maybe we should on about it. Maybe we should add it to our list. Should we? I think maybe we should. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think we should. Yeah, I'm, yeah, because I've always wanted to see it. Yeah, uh, it's a good excuse. To. Let's do it. Uh, both Bernie and Lisa both say what a great film it is. So yeah, do you know what? Let's do that. Let's add it to the list. Yeah. Good idea. We can review both. Yeah, why not? Why not? Right. The Pretenders. Yeah. I'm not sure what that font is. Ah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. A bit weird. Single, anyway. What's a single play cassette? Single you can only play, play it once and then it destructs or something? I think so, yeah. Probably. probably. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good to have. Good to have. It looks like this scan, the scan of this smash hits. It looks like somebody spilt their tea or something on it, doesn't it? It does a little bit, yeah. I hope it's yeah. tea. I hope it's tea. Other than that, I got very excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Picture of the pretenders. Surely <laughs> 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 not. <laughs> Someone's on the crossword. That's very kind of them. Yeah. And Dolly Smith's place to go for the um, these new releases. New releases. Top 50. Nice. All right. Nice. Move down and we get um, what that's about. Plastic surgery for beginners. We've got the indie singles again. Yeah. Nothing good in there. I think. The answer number one, but I can't. Is it Xerox? I don't, I don't even know what that was. No, well known ones. <clears throat> right, it's 
not before he became massive, obviously. It wasn't. No, no, no it wasn't. No, <laughs> it wasn't one of his big, big hits. No, and then he got the lyrics to it. Oh yeah, Xerox is like a photocopier, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Ooh, ooh, Xerox yeah. machine. Ooh, yeah. ooh, Xerox machine. Give me a line on a middle eight. I've got the best, so I want the rest. Ooh, ooh, Xerox machine. Do you know what? I've got to listen to it. Go Just on. to see what it's like. Adamant Xerox machine. Loves his drums, doesn't he? Loves his drums. Machine. Oh, I like the way it says machine. Yeah, machine. Oh. Awesome. Anyway, swiftly moving on. Well, yeah, swiftly but slowly. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> then we got dollar. Oh god, move on. On picture disc. Mm. What so you yeah. could so you could throw darts at them? Sticks. Oh. Do you know what? Sticks, the best of times. I've got a feeling I know that song, but I'm going to listen. I'm sorry, we're listening to a lot of songs. God. <laughs> Tell you what, Rob. You should watch the video. It looks like Chabby. Dunno! Tell her why I'm singing this. Please, please just get please just get the video up on YouTube. Uh, the official video uh, to see Chabby singing. <laughs> Straight up. He's <laughs> got a good voice though. Yeah, he's got a great well Chavy. Yeah. Is he? Right. Oh, he's... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. I've got an advert come up. It's no good, is it? Right. Did you hear that? No, I don't hear it. You can't hear that? No. No, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Has he come up now? Is he singing? Yeah. I don't know. Oh my god! It's Chevy. This is one of my most favorite songs. Not this one. That's crap. Yeah. 
Yeah. It is a great sound, though, isn't it? I don't care what anyone says. It might be cheesy or whatever, but that is a great sound. Great. Great. Like, 80s US rock band. Love it. Just yeah. started to find, you know, that electronic sort of sound. And, yeah. Baby, I love you. Nice chavvy look, though. Like chavvy that. Look. Yeah, very chavvy. Very chavvy. Right, moving yeah. down. Moving on. Disco top Disco. four. Kato Hit Machine is here. Oh, God. 20 hot chart hits. Kato were amazing, weren't they? Kato Records. God, that takes me back. God, look at that. The covers oh. always looked amazing, didn't they? They did. I will put this on our Facebook page, 80s Mateys. Google us. You'll find us on Facebook. And like us, share us. And every time we have a... Um, podcast we'll put it on there and you'll yeah. see some of the stuff we're looking at we put all the images on there and that this is great. amazing yeah even now adam man uh, nice picture of adam in the end actually or yeah. adam adam can't see his hands uh, and we've got the pretenders turn me on stuff. turn me off my honey bane mm. oh she looks okay yeah it was just a radio fantasy, but now it's my television memory. Oh, do you know what? Honey <laughs> Bane. Honey Bane. It's Romeo and Juliet from Dire Straits. And the police and deluded. Right, yeah. Oh, that's enough of that. All right, moving down. Oh, look at that. Sticks, the world's first laser etched single. Brilliant. Look at that. What is that? What a laser etched single? I don't know, but. Clearly didn't take off, did it? (laughs) Nope. But imagine if you had one of those. Oh, it'd be worth pennies, um, millions. (laughs) <laughs> Probably well, a few quid, but yeah. Laser etched. I wonder if it's um, laser etched with those women on it. Yeah. Ooh. Best of times for them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Move on. Do you know what we've been. <laughs> this is the longest one yet. Hour and six minutes, and we've not oh, even got any. We are so overrun. What? We have so overrun, it's unbelievable. No, it's because we keep talking about bloody Phil Collins. <laughs> yeah. Bloody Phil. You had, right. had 55 minutes of it. So we have a little look at the um, reviews of the singles. Um, we've got Madness, good. Turn of the Lost Power Seven, um, Cheap Trick, or good. Thompson Twins, perfect game. Oh, love the Thompson Twins. Yeah. Dollar, you take my breath away. Hate them, hate them. Yep. Rolls Royce, Rolls Royce. I mean, Joe, possibly one of the worst songs ever, ever, ever made. Joe Dolce's Music Theatre and Shut Up Your Face. Yeah. Rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on down. Moving on. Albums. Um, yeah. I know there's a few more singles, but no good ones really. Fleetwood Mac, The Farmer's Daughter. No. This is where where it gets weird, and you are Phil Collins, face value. Um, 
and they say there's nothing here to match the restrained charm of in the air tonight. That's the opening comment. Um, and it gets a five out of ten. Yeah. And now it's seen as a, a classic. I wonder what Steve Taylor, the guy that reviewed it, would say about it now. Um. Oh. And then you got Mike Bat, who, of course, is most famous Bumbles. for doing... Uh, what's that? Bumbles. What, wait? Bumbles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, gets, he gets a three out of ten. Six. Who we listening to with Chavi singing his little heart out. Two out of ten. Out of ten, yeah, I can see why. Splodgeness of the Don Bonza, three out of ten. Do you know, it's just Sheena Easton gets a seven. She's been groomed as a sort of female Cliff Richards. Groomed. Yeah, she's well. Been groomed. Yeah. <laughs> look, the girl next door image that soon changes when Prince gets hold of her. Yeah, yeah, so it certainly does. Yeah, like he, like old Mick Hutchins did with Kylie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, star teaser. Yeah. Uh, word That's search. Yeah. Brand new single. Yeah. Um, bit of a, oh, Byro Buddies. Byro Buddies. Anyone good in there? It's suing in this week. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Sue with her Mars bar parties from the Isle of Wight. <laughs> oh, there's a lot from the USA. Yeah. Oh, this must be a... Um, oh, I don't know. God, these are... Yeah, New York. Swedish, uh, Swedish girl. Oh, I'd go sorry. straight for that. The Swedish, Swedish girl. girl. Yeah, you'd be right to her, wouldn't you? Yeah, uh, Katarina Benson. Yeah, you'd be right into her. As um as Sophie, Sophie Peterson, Peterson, um, yeah. who lives at Stable Cottage in uh, Dorking, Surrey. She's uh she needs a boy, um, aged fourteen to sixteen, who wears moccasins with buckles or docks, likes yeah. football, most sports, blondie, OMD, disco, fashion, gigs, etc. Hates Man United, fair play, police, punk, and motorhead. Hate, um, yeah, she uh. She doesn't mind earrings and crew cuts, I say. No, she don't. She don't. She's, so she wants a boy. She she definitely wants a boy. Um, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Missing Good Sue. Shame, shame Sue's not there. She's probably having one, one week we should just pick uh, an address at random and just write a letter to him saying, I've oh, just we, seen your... <laughs> add your letter in um, in Biro <laughs> Buddies in Smash It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. dated the 5th of February to the 18th of February 1981 are you still I'm looking not, for a Mars bar party I'm not I'm not any of these things that you want but you know that was some years ago so yeah. probably I'm can't no. be too choosy now no no no, no. no. But yeah <laughs> definitely worth it definitely worth yeah. a, a go brilliant <laughs> right we got, we got uh, um, <clears throat> Madness advert for their single. It looks like they're having a bit of a fight with some chefs or something. Gordon and then you've got Springsteen, Bruce Born Springsteen. to Run. Born to Run, yeah. I'm not yeah. a massive Bruce Springsteen fan. No. This is no. what this is one of the requests. 
But I did like Streets of Philadelphia. I did. Yeah, that's a that's a good tune. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see why people like him. Yeah. Because actually, I like some of his stuff now. Yeah, um, some of his stuff. When we used to, when everyone used to love him, I used to hate him. But now I can. Some of his stuff's all right. Some of it I don't. I would turn over if it came on the radio. Some of it I would get the effort to actually use my finger to change channels. But some yeah. of it I'd listen to. Depends. Depends what mood you're in as well, isn't it? Yeah, I, yeah. I quite like him. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> I actually really like this song. I'm probably going to get it through the... Well, what do you have that? Yeah, it's good. You alright? Yeah, I like that. That's a tune. Yeah. yeah. A tune. Right, we've got the Men in Black something about uh, Stranglers, I think it is, or something. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Yeah. Boring. Yeah, boring. I owe you. I don't know who that is. No. Moving on. I like Kathy. Yeah, cool. Susan Fassbender. She's not like Mike Fassbender's mum or something, is she? Uh, she could be his grand mum. I don't know. She looks. I don't know what she looks like. Rubbish. <laughs> Adam's family. Looks <laughs> like Adam's family. <laughs> the Fassbender family. <laughs> 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 Right, competition winners, posters, yeah. uh, letters. We need to get through. We've been so long. It's so long. <laughs> so people are going to be so. What are they oh. talking about? Uh, letters. We don't want to do letters, do we? No, it's so, oh, right. John Lennon. Oh, he's uh, right. Who? What are you talking about? John Lennon. Um, so when John Lennon died, I expected the older Beatle fans to be distressed and I expected his death to get mentioned on the TV news. But all this fuss and bother is totally astonishing, depressing and most of all pathetic. I mean, what did John Lennon do for music that I that the late John Bonham... What? That the late John Bonham didn't do? Who the, who the hell is John Bonham? Ed Zeppelin. Eh? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, what, what didn't he do? Yeah. Okay, let's move on. That's a load of old cack. Um, Who's eyes are those, Rob? Eyes right. Can you get the eyes? There's a competition where it shows some eyes. Oh, yeah. Um, I've got uh, I think it's Sheena Easton. I think you're right. I think it's Sheena Easton. And I think she's got a cataract. <laughs> you can't say that about somebody. <laughs> Right, moving on, more adverts. More adverts. Gigs. Again, the gigs were quiet. February gigs, we had a bit of the Who doing a bit, and they've carried on doing a bit ever since. Stranglers. A bit of Eric Clapton. Yeah. No, nothing massive, is there? 
No. A lot of no. people couldn't be bothered. Couldn't be bothered. Couldn't be bothered. Right. Lazy. Lazy. Couldn't be bothered. It's like a massive CBA-ness. Right. And then we got Lonely Heart by UFO, I Surrender by Rainbow, and we finish off with an amazing poster of Debbie Harry. Brilliant. That was good. It looks like in that last little picture at the bottom there, like she's got a mask on ready for COVID. She absolutely does. She what? looks like she absolutely does. She looks like she's uh She was ready for it back then in nineteen eighty one. Wow man, that's looking into the future, isn't it? She knew it. She knew it. She's she, knew, she knew we were COVID COVID bound. <laughs> right. This is the last time we look at the Argos autumn winter. Did we have what was it? Um, lawnmowers last time. Yeah, bad. So is, is it my turn to choose? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go sixty-six. Oh, sixty-six. Oh, Jesus Christ! Very <laughs> good one. Well, there, yeah. Hold on. I'm still turning my pages. Oh my God. Jesus. <laughs> Food processors. <laughs> Jesus. Food processors. <laughs> what I love about it is like you've got these random food processors and some have got bits of meat stuck in them. <laughs> Look at those carrots! <laughs> <laughs> they look like they've come out of a sack at the back of pan stores. They really do look like they've come out of a sack of. Oh Jesus! They are they're the, so brilliant. They're the sort of ones that we'd have to pick out and chuck in the bin. <laughs> they really are, aren't they? You give them to they're the mouldy. <laughs> oh, that, used to, that job was one of the worst ones. Like going through the fruit and veg. Yeah, and picking out the mouldy stuff. Yeah. Oh, All the little flies. You used to get them little oh, flies, when you fruit I flies. Potatoes, when you were about the back bagging potatoes. Oh, and, and you stuck your hand into a mouldy one. Yeah, oh, that was Stunk, awful. Stunk, didn't it? Yeah. Stunk. Well, I think for the first time ever, um, I can't choose a food processor. No. Because they're just t- too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go for number five only because it looks like you can make mints out of it. Oh yeah. It does so actually. Got, yeah, it's got some meat there and it looks like you can you can mince it up. Yeah, um, mince it. <laughs> mince <laughs> It's a mincer. Mincer one. <laughs> Major mixer and liquidizer. No, it's not. That's number seven. Number seven, I'm looking at. Oh, the Jeanette 501 kitchen machine. Mint. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and shreds. 
<laughs> squeezer and her hamburger mould. Nice. Oh, so that was back in the day before McDonald's and stuff, and you had to make your own burgers. Yeah. Wimpy are about, weren't they? Wimpy? I don't know. I suppose I've got to go for one, haven't I? Uh, what do I want? Uh, I really don't know. You can't be the mincer. I think I'm going for the mincer as well. There's another mincer at the top, number 10. There is a mincer at the top. That's just an attachment, look. Chef. It is. Oh, yeah. I might go for that. Oh, that. Oh, that goes on top of the, yeah. Number 11. On the Kenwood. So, number 11, uh, Chef Food Mixer. Electronic variable speed control with bowl, beater, whisk, something else, liquidizer attachment. And, um, yeah, with a, and you can get, oh, you, you have to pay for the mincer. At 11.99, you can get a mincer attachment. It's nothing like a nice mincer. But you uh, get a free... You get a free liquidizer. You do get a free liquidizer. I'm going for that, but I will. I do want the mincer as well with it. The ten Fair one for, for, for uh, eleven ninety nine. Splash the cash, yeah. Do it. Splash the cash. Let's do it. Let's do it. Right, right, that's, that's it. Right. So the next one we'll be looking at is <clears throat> spring summer, nineteen eighty one. Oh, awesome! Thank you I very much for that catalogue. Of course, Thank we you, have Catholic. skimmed that. We didn't look at the variety of things that were on on offer to us but i'm sure the pages that we chose were some of the greatest in <laughs> in the history, <laughs> history <of all pages. laughs> so we move on to the next one right i think rob a minute and 21 or 22 seconds uh well, an hour and 22 minutes uh we've probably overrun our stay so yeah. thank you very much if you listened this far jesus we <laughs> <laughs> we are going to be watching Sphinx and the jazz singer ready for the next one um, and looking at March yeah 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 right. sounds Thanks good to me look after yourselves take care this world is a very strange place if you do listen to us please tell your friends um, if you want to tell your friends not to listen to us then that's fair enough as well <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, take care and look after yourselves bye all you going to say goodbye as well Rob yeah bye all <laughs> <laughs> it ain't you lot it's here oh, baby is it good to you and can you do to you the things that I do I can take you home oh.